Welcome to Wild Pitch, a show dedicated to the Chicago Fantasy Baseball League. I'm Derek Van Riper here with my two favorite guys, Dominic Piscatello and Matthew Wentz. Sit back, open a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello, Foot Clan, and welcome to Wild Pitch, episode two, season three. Today's May 24, 2021. As always, I'm joined by my co host, the executive producer, the best in the business, the commissioner, the puppet master, the man who lives by the motto, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, the kid for the win, the great Matt Wentz. How are you doing today, buddy? I don't think that's my motto. I don't know if I've ever said that, but I'll take it, I guess. Um, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing well. I don't even, honestly, I don't even understand that. Everyone, you know, everyone has a plan with against you every week until they... Until they execute it, and then you punch them in the face. Oh, all right. Makes more sense. Now it does, yes. Thank you. I got it. I figured you, you, know, you would go along with it, but, you know. I, it's, uh, nice you, 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 you just took me out of uh, my element, and I had no idea what to say. So, all right. Well, that means I'm doing a good job, I guess. Sure. <laughs> All right. Our other co-host is the high nooner, the jester, the great Matt Janice. How are you doing today, Max? I'm doing very well. Excellent, excellent. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, we'll move on today's uh, show. We have the Dominators Power Rankings, last week's matchup, uh, matchup of the week. Next week's matchup. I'll pick my matchup of the week. Uh, waiver wire. And then round table, and then we'll finish up with what we're drinking. So we will start off with the Dominator Power Rankings. Um, we're just going to talk about the top six and then our honorable mention. So uh, that's kind of where we are. No offense to the the bottom, um, the bottom people. So um, I guess I'll start off, and then uh, Max and Matt will give their critique of that so honorable mention uh i'm going with the great ken fung he's in top of his division right now um sitting he's in third place uh so he's my honorable mention just looking in on out looking in at the top six all right number six i got uh chris at number six uh number five i have pj Number four, Gus. Number three, the commissioner, uh, the kid for the win, Matt Wentz. Number two, the current champion, Scotty Tuhati, actually back-to-back. And then the number one, I have the gesture, Max Janik. So that's my top uh, six in the Dominator Power Rankings. Chris at six, PJ at five, Gus four, Maddie three, Scotty two, and Max one. So, uh, Matt, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, I think I have all the exact same guys that you do. I just kind of got in a little bit different order. Um, I do have Ken as like an honorable mention as well. Um, honestly, I think I could kind of flip him and maybe Chris and Scotty. Um, I, I just, I can't look at Scotty's team and not say like, you have so, so many injuries and they're to like his top guys. It's just, it's hard for me to look at his team and, you know, say that it's not a top, you know, two team overall, three team. I mean, he's always in it. He's always waiting for it, but I just don't know with all those injuries. So I still got him top six, just more toward the bottom as of right now. But, um, I, you know, I, I think uh, we got Gus is just about right. Um, so the only really difference that I'd fight you on is you have Scotty at two. I have a more like at a six or maybe even a five. And uh, I have actually PJ a little higher, um, you know, I, he doesn't have a lot of money, but at the same point in time, he's, he continues to keep winning and he's got some players on his team that, you know, just they're, they're performing. So uh, I would give him the nod a little bit higher than that. That's about it. All right. Max, um, what's your power rankings and thoughts? Yep. I got a uh, Dom. I got you as the honorable mention. I have Ken six, Gus five, PJ four, Chris three, put myself uh two. That's a little bit of humility there, I guess. And then, uh, Matt, I got Matt number one. Um, so I guess our my biggest differences, again, are Scotty and then me putting Ken into the top six. 
I mean, Ken's only lost once. You got to respect that. Um, I do think he's still second in his division behind Chris. Um, just got done playing Chris. Chris's pitching is, is very strong. He's got money if he wants to make a move um, to kind of help the other category, which, you know, is saves um, with, you know, maybe some closers coming to market, um, especially if people do start selling off and they might have one or two closers on their team. So I think that's where long-term I think Chris is going to beat out Ken. Um, and then it, going back to Scotty, I, I'm in the same agreement with Matt, uh, with Matt, when it comes to Scott, Scott's team, I just, he's had so many injuries and I don't think a lot of it has been on the pitching side, except for Carlos Correa, uh, Carlos Carrasco. Um, so I don't know if his pitching staff can handle an injury. Um, and, you know, you just kind of always got to project losing a pitcher for a little bit of time. And then even if his team was fully healthy, I think that he does have a couple gaps. Um, the biggest one being second base. I don't think Ryan McMahon can keep up what he's doing for the rest of the year, but you know, crazier things have happened. And then also first base. I don't think that um, he's got Max Muncy or Reese Hoskins at first. And I just don't think um, those guys are going to, you know, perform at a high level for the rest of the year. So that's why I kept Scott lower. Um, injuries are going to keep him out of the playoff hunt right now. And then I don't know if he's going to have enough time to scrap, to kind of get back into it. Interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, I think a lot of it right now, for at least for me, like, I don't think this is where it's going to be, but I think just, you know, going into this week eight, I felt like this is where teams are. And I know Ken's ahead of, Chris in the standings, but I think Chris has a better team overall than Ken right now. And that, but you know, Ken has you know has played his schedule and he's won all but one against you. So you know, um, obviously this season is going to be a war of nutrition for sure and waiver wires. But you know, I think uh, for the most part, Max, you're you're either one or two uh, right now. Uh, Maddie's obviously his uh, plan is working. Uh, with the pitching side and his offense is, it's staggering. He's you know his bench is probably better than some of this, these teams' starting lineup. So um, you know, kudos to him and you know staying in his course and sticking to the plan. So and then uh, you know Gus guys can be active and you know right or wrong, it's it's working right now. He's you know it does help his division having. Uh, Scotty banged up behind him. You know, if Scotty was healthy, probably a lot different. And Sean is struggling, but he's still sitting in second place in the right now. So you kind of got to give him a little uh, respect and put him in the top half. So, you know, but, you know, it's week eight now. But I think right now it's going to be interesting if all these teams stay in there. I hope, I hope to make a move in there and – knock PJ out of there, but we'll see. So uh, I think it's interesting for the most part. Um, we got the same names and that. So we'll hit this again uh, in two weeks. So next week we'll go over uh, mailbag and then down the farm. And then we'll reevaluate this uh, week 10. So we'll see if we should uh, see if it's how much it changes in the, the two week period. So, um, and another thing I was going to add is it, they are kind of like, we're looking at as a power ranking, not maybe who's like going to quote unquote make the playoffs because I mean, you have to look at it, me and max, you know, technically one of us right. is going to make it for sure. And the other one might not make it, but you know, maybe we could both make it, but I was just saying like, you know, some of these teams, like you were talking about Gus, I was looking where we have Gus, like, you know, four, four and five, it, he's, you know, like quote unquote, a playoff team in the way that we're ranking it. But, Scott's team has been hurt and injured. And then the other team in that division is what, Chris? No, I'm so no, sorry. Sean. Sean, Sean. Sean's had some real bad luck at the beginning of the, of the season, you know, um, with some guys injured as well. And including, and like in, including playing Scott three times. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's the first time say, that they yeah. played. This is another time that that's, that's happening too. And, like, I mean, I, for my division, I have, I've played Niz once, and it's week six. And, like, I, you know, I've played you twice. So, um I don't know. It, it is what it is, but yeah, good, good, uh, good description there, Domino. All right, thank you. All right, we'll move on to last week's matchups. Uh, we'll go mine or yours, Maddie. Uh, you versus 
uh, Nez, uh, H2 victory um, on that. Um, my thoughts on that one was your offense, you know, Torres coming alive, and obviously Vlad Guerrero, both of them having great weeks. And then my only question is, is what's going on with Castile? Is is he something wrong with him or what? So, what are your any comments on your matchup, Maddie? Well, I mean, still looking at it again, like I just the whole week I'm playing Niz. I'm like, you know, he's played all his pitchers, and the guy still has a two ninety eight ERA and a one point zero three WHIP. That's amazing. Like, like I don't know. I feel like this year is just a little bit kooky too because. Anyone would kill for an ERA and a whip like that. You know, again, it's on, you know, it's it's semantics, I guess, because he had 48 innings pitched with only 47 strikeouts. But he got five, excuse me, Sue, sorry, uh, five quality starts with that. So that's just, I, I was looking at the whole week. I was like scared. I'm like, man, his whip and my whip are so close. Um, yeah, I don't know what's with Castillo. That's a good question. Like, I like him going to the season. And I know they were talking about him on uh, Rates and Barrels, I think, or maybe, um, one, one, some athletic podcast, and they went through all the pitchers that were around Castillo, and every single pitcher is doing really well except for him. It's like, how could, like, that's just Cincinnati. It, well, I mean, but isn't everyone else in Cincinnati doing pretty kind of exactly. okay? Exactly. It's he's the only one in Cincinnati that's struggling. Some, so the, I mean, I don't know. You could, you could take it as he's the guy with the longest tenure in Cincinnati, and the new pitching coaches that have come in, maybe he hasn't adapted that well to it yet. But he was good last year, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that, that's a good question, Dom. I don't know. That's maybe, maybe she's something you could write into Eno and ask him. I'll see. Or DVR. All right. Uh, Max, any comments? Yeah, I mean, I just – I like Niz's pitching. I mean, it's young. It's controllable. Um, Pearson, I'm a little worried about long term. But other than that, I think Dunning, Casey Mize has been electric – so far, uh, he's just he has a good young group of pitchers um, that are controlled for the next few years. So if he had Castillo performing the way that everyone thought Castillo would be performing and Lynn was – I mean, I think Lynn is doing what he typically does, except maybe not gathering as many strikeouts as he usually did um, or has in years past. Um, his pitching is still really strong. Um, and then uh, – I don't know. We can maybe it'll come up during the waiver wire portion, but I can't believe that Matt got Fulmer, Antone, and Graveman for three dollars when there were closers going for eight, nine dollars um, just a couple weeks before that. So it, it's kind of crazy how Matt's been able to solidify um, his his strategy with a couple good RPSP types that are gathering saves or just collecting you know, just kind of being that opener or second guy um, that are just going to get him over the top on um, on innings without really crushing his ratio. So I think Matt's, Matt's strategy has kind of, you know, come full circle or really completed itself over the last two or three weeks on the waiver wire. I'll say I agree last, with that. Yeah. I'll say one last thing and then we'll move along. Like, I know it was obviously the ERA and whip, or the whip was really close. Uh, on yours, and I know you want you played it safe on Sunday and benched your pitching staff, and that probably saved you uh, for sure. So uh, that was a veteran move there. So uh, good move there. Uh, we will move on to my matchup, me versus Memo, five uh, four victory for me. This one went, literally was tied going into the Sunday night game uh, in the tenth inning, and I got uh, Goldsmith started off the inning at second base and he was able to score and that gave me the five uh four victory so very close with me and him uh but jesse winker oh my god he had a hell of a week uh six homers this week and a memo had nine homers and six of them for jesse winker guy was having nightmares about him uh max any comments about that my matchup the bit like I was kind of just looking at like offenses and, you know, when I was thinking about the power rankings a little bit, thinking about bats on guys, teams, I would think that I I just would think that memo would be a bottom three offense Um, and not necessarily because of direct results or looking at his roster. But 
I said this last week that I really need to get my at-bats in line. Memo has the least at-bats in the league by about 120 uh, year-to-date. So I think that Memo is really getting hurt by the day-to-day bug maybe, um, maybe missing a roster adjustment here or there. But I think that, you know, playing time is really hurting Memo's ability to compete week in and week out in those, those counting stats on the offensive side. Maddie, any comment? Yeah, it was actually funny Max said it because I was going to say the exact same thing. Just looking at the roster, besides the whole thing, I mean, not only did uh, Winker have the six home runs, he also had seven RBIs, and Memo had 20 RBIs. So you're saying 13 RBIs combined with everybody else. And Nick Madrigal, who is going to probably hit maybe one, two home runs the whole season, hit a home run against, you know, uh, with you. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy that, you know, he even got nine to be honest, but um, he had 189 at bats to your 239. Just looking at everyone else's matchups, everyone was in like the 220 to 240 range. So, you know, you're, you're right there on the top of it. And he had 40, 50 less at bats than you. Is that right? Eight, nine, 10, Mm -hmm. 11. Yeah. 50. 50. That's insane. That's like, like I was like, that is just, astronomical and i was i i don't know i i didn't go through every day to look like you know if he was put pick people up or what he was doing but i i don't know that's something to be said about that so all right we'll move on to the next one ken another five four victory uh ken five four over dave um my thing that stuck out was dave 76 k's over 72 innings uh his pitching staff getting it done or 72 and two-thirds inning of getting Ks and seven uh, saves there for the week. Uh, Maddie, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he had seven saves. I was like, geez, Louise. I was trying to look at what happened. I mean, Brad Hand was pitching and just getting lucky. Not He wasn't getting lucky. He got – like, I was watching some of the games, and because I had, quote, unquote, I thought Brad Hand's replacement, and he was sucking. And Brad Hand honestly did suck. He had a six, you know, seven – 6.75 ERA and a 1.5 whip. He was given walks, hits, and everything. All his closers were, but he got the saves. Uh, and you know, so be it, I guess. Krinchek looks like uh, he's going to share the time with uh, whoever, uh, um, Emilio Class A, and uh, picking up the uh, Kansas City guy. Um, he got the saves, so I'm not sure that's something that's going to continue when all three of your closers are putting up, you know, sixes and fives and ERA, but um, yeah, um. I, I, I don't know about his pitching staff that much. Um, not to say that I don't know about it, but, I mean, he, he had some bad luck with glass now, I know, too. So um, I will say, though, the uh, 76 Ks and 72 innings uh, seventy-two innings is not good. But um, I still think that, you know, if you put up seven saves and five quality starts, you're doing something right. Jester? Yep. I mean – Ken's offense sneaky, like not sneaky good, but just a solid week, 39, 14, 36, 364. Like that, those are solid numbers that are going to win you as they want him the majority of the categories week to week. Um, I was looking at Dave's team because I happen to be playing Dave this week and he's got closers right now. I mean, I think to Matt's point, they all had very high whip and ERAs. So all these closers might not be closers in three weeks, but they're all shutting down games right now. Um, so just like Ken before, I think I have a, I have a, think I have a fight on my hands when it comes to saves this week. All right. All right. We'll move on to the next one. PJ versus. Um, Come on, Jared Kalenic. Oh my God. In the second deck. Sorry. Hey, that was, that's Sorry. been breaking news. Uh, clinic has down the steps there's like people running after it right now and there go bouncing 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 someone get that ball for me please please get the ball and send it to wild pitch podcast care of matthew once 793 Uh, feet (laughs) (laughs) oh boy got a cart got a good cart path bounce It's tin cup there. It just keeps rolling and rolling. They put it on top of the space needle and let it fall down and let it roll and roll and, and roll. Mm. So, so anyway, um, <laughs> PJ Gus 
Uh, 6-3 victory for Gus. Um, Gus, 17 homers, 89 Ks, and 72 innings. Uh, Billy Ball Blue Jays is a uh, – Took care of the business. So, what are your thoughts on, um, on this one, Maddie? Uh, you know what? I mean, you kind of go back to what um, the last matchup. Ken Ken had a guy kind of carry him in um, Austin Riley a little bit, I would say. But I think Gus really needs to look at his team and realize that he's got Otani and Tatis, and they are two of the best hitters in the game right now, and they're kind of carrying this team. And, and I know you, you know, they always say, well, if you took this win out, they really, you know, they don't look that good. And it, like, I, and I'm basically saying, if you take out these two players, it seems not that good. But you can't do that. They're they're on this team, so, so so be it. But I mean, come on, seven four twelve three with almost he had an OBP of eight twenty four. <laughs> come stupid. on, stupid eleven for fourteen. It's insane. 11. Like what? He was eleven for fourteen. Yeah, he was, yeah, exactly. RBIs. He had twelve RBIs. I mean, I, I I don't even know what to say. You you got the you got one of the best players on your team. They're performing. I mean, I look at my team and Soto's not doing really anything right now. I know he was hurt a little bit in the beginning of the season, but like, I mean, that's those numbers. That's what Soto should be giving me. And I'm like, well, he didn't it this week, but Tatis got him. And you know, like Max's team, we're going to talk about. He had Alcuna put up amazing numbers. So, I think there's a little bit of a. A trend going on. You get one of your hot players to to do something like this. You know, you're you're probably gonna win a week. But um, you know, Gus and I have had a conversation where I say, "Hey, you got 14 or 15 home runs this week." He's like, "That's not good. I want 20." Well, I'm sorry, 17 home runs this week and two weeks ago we played me. He had 14. He's not gonna get it all the time. He's just not. Sorry, that's just not what how it happens. And you know, our league is a is a, I'd say running right around a 12 to to 14 is like gonna win you the week. I would say. So, um, keep it up, Gus. You, you, your OBP is still not that good. And, you know, after one hot week, uh, it might change. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, PJ, you, I don't know much to say about that. You, you kind of he had 44 you, RBI. So, yeah, he, he did. He had a yeah. good week, too. Kind of ran into a buzzsaw, I guess, a little bit with that. So, yeah. I mean, one more stolen base would have made the difference and, you know, what, two or three more runs. So, it was close. But, yeah. Uh, Max, thoughts? Yeah. Just- just I mentioned him last week. I'm going to mention him again. Eduardo Escobar, four, three, eight, and a three ten. Three ten OBP is not great, below average, but four three eight from Eduardo Escobar, dollar pickup off the waiver wire. That's pretty solid. All right, and then we'll move on to uh, the last matchup before we our matchup of the week. Six uh, three victory for Scotty. This one was I thought Scotty was going to go down. And he came back at the end of the week. Um, I don't know what really, only really thing that really stuck out about with me for this matchup was both had seven quality starts um, each, which is insane. And then uh, 79 Ks for Scotty and 75 for Sean. So Sean had 67 innings and got 75 Ks. And then Scotty had 70 with 79. But yeah, seven quality starts between them. So. Definitely a pitcher's duel for sure between them. Uh, Max, thoughts? The pitching's just crazy. Both of them had right around two two five ERA. You know, Scott's whip could have been or should maybe should have been quote unquote a little bit better. But a one two one with seventy innings pitched is way above norm. Um, maybe it's just reflective of what's going on in the major leagues with all these no hitters and I mean just dominant pitching right now, like. Who said it? I guess JT Romuto in the Athletic Drink article. Everybody's <laughs> got swing and miss stuff right now. Um, it's just crazy. Maddie. So he, he picks up Tommy Pham or makes a trade for Tommy Pham. Doesn't play in the 19th. Then from the 21st to the 24th, he gets one four, basically four runs, a home run. Um, oh, today's the 21st. Sorry. The, the days he played, he got four, four runs. Uh, no home runs, two RBIs, and a stolen base. But his OBP was crazy. I mean, it was 250, 800, 800, 200. So it was a good OBP. So I'm not saying he replaced Trout, but not a bad pickup to, to do what he needed to do. Um, but he, that is Scott, suffered a lot of injuries this week, and it was just kept piling up. I was looking at it like per date kind of. Like go even going back to Friday, he had like three guys that got hurt that day. 
or I'm sorry, didn't play. One guy got hurt Thursday. It was kind of like the same thing for him. Like, like no one was playing for him since that was on the IL and a couple other guys got hurt. Marte got hurt in the middle of the week. So Scott doing what he needs to do, but at the same point in time, just injuries piled up. He had 181 at bats. And like, that was the other guy that stood out for me. You know, uh, memo had 180, whatever it was at bats, but he had so many guys injured and not playing. And, you know, so, you know, it's, it's that bats. You're going to need them. You know, you look at two teams, you know, regardless how it is, you know, if you just don't have the players or, or you guys are injured, it's, you know, or, or they're not playing, you know, you need that bats, I guess is all I'm saying. And then uh, yep. hopefully, hopefully Harper starts coming around, man. I put in, I put in fucking 50 bucks to have Harper win the MVP and it ain't looking good right now. Yeah. Um, Scott is second with uh, 1,541 at bats. Yep year to date but like you said he's he's had a ton of injuries that he's been navigating yeah all right we'll move on to the the matchup of the week really not a good job by me uh i thought this week was going to be uh the just you max versus chris you know the two uh teams that were pretty high in the rankings and that and you just dropped the gesture hammer on him uh Hell of an offensive week 46, 13, 47, seven stolen bases, a 354 OBP, eight saves, 107 uh, Ks, uh, 7 2 victory for you, Chris. I, I know his pitching, he had tied you in quality starts with six and a solid whip of 0. 0.89. Um, ERA, not bad, of two. Point nine five, and but low on the K's sixty one, and t- only twenty six runs, eight homers, twenty seven RBIs. You know, I I you came through like you. Uh, I know Chris had, you know, Machado was kind of he's banged up this week and that, but you know, but Brian's kind of cooled off with the homers and that, but um, you just you know. I know we were giving you kind of some grief about your RBIs and Homer and RBIs and runs, but you came through, you got the 46. So, uh, well done before, uh, you go, you talk, we'll have, uh, Matt, uh, Matt give his thoughts and then you can close this up out on that. So what's your thoughts, I mean, buddy? Your pitching was insane this week, even though the little bit of high of an ERA and a whip, but still, I mean, it's unreal. Like just, just look at your, closers my closers and memos closers i spent almost you know like 130 dollars on the guys and my guys just can't get saves like the guy from houston his is i think there's a point six you know era and a, a point something whip he's doing great he's, they're not getting saves yet kelly jansen goes out has four saves for you this week he was he pitched back to back to back to back you need to pitch four days in a row he no, got he four saves. Three out, he, he, put, he, picked, he pitched three out of four. That's why they rested okay. him on Sunday. Okay, so he pitched three out of four. And I'm like, and then even, wasn't he, he was at, he pitched 17 innings in the, in the third game, or 17 pitches in the, third, in, the thir, in the third game. So he was at, I think he was at total of, I think they said like 66 pitches total or something mm-hmm. like that, 50, 56, 56. And I'm like, 56 pitches from a guy in three days, and you're supposed to be your like your your closer. That's unheard of. Like, especially for the Dodgers, like a team that is like, you know, Dodgers are gonna dodge do what Dodgers do or whatever they say it. Like to, to see that happen is just unreal. And like, not not like you even needed it, but you know, when I and this is you know, just a humble brag, I don't know what or bragging. When I play other teams, I I, I play like I'm playing you every week just to see what you're doing. Um, and that's all it is. And, you know, you guys did really well. Um, so I, I don't even know what to say. I, I think, you know, you got, you got a couple of gems on your team between like Wheeler, just, you know, playing a pretty much, you know, just out of his mind. And then, you know, Boyd kind of coming back to earth, but he was really good the previous week. But the only other thing I was going to say is that Chris's team is definitely one of those teams that's hot and cold because, the week he paid, played me, he had 14 home runs and 43 RBIs, I think 40 runs. And the week he plays you, it's 26, 8, and 27. So, you know, he, he's definitely got a hot and cold team. Um, and I kind of wish Chris would be, you know, a little more active, I guess. That's All right, about final it. thoughts 
from you, Max. Yeah, I mean, Randy hits home runs in bunches. I mean, he went nine three eight a steal at a four twenty four. I said it last week. I needed Randy and Brandon Lau to, uh, to wake up. Lau got three two five one in a four oh seven. So it was it was really nice to see those guys do it. I I know they're capable, or you know they were projected to do. And then pitching. I mean, I just you know, I, I knew against Chris, I would I was going to throw all my relievers like I do on a normal basis, but. I had to I had to really beat him with volume because he's got a lot of a lot of good starting pitching on his team and um, I just kind of showed that I can also I can also compete on the volume side when it comes to pitching. Um, quality starts kind of tied six six, but you know Garrett Cole's supposed to get two on a on a two step week, but he only got one this week. He kind of got peppered in the in the first game on Monday. Well, well done. Yeah, that was going to be a close one, and you just took Chris to the shed. So hopefully I will do a better job next week's matchup. Uh, hopefully it will be a better one. And speaking of that, I'm going with the champ, the groom, versus Maddie, the best man. Um, hopefully uh, we'll have a better matchup. So that's this week's matchup, Maddie versus Scotty, and we will see. Uh, we'll move on to waiver wire talk. Uh, Max, what's your thoughts on the waiver wires from last week? Um, pulling up the waiver wire right now. Uh, I had it and I got rid of it. I'll jump in. How about that? Sounds That'd good. be great. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that there are some people that are playing the waiver wire to, and this is Gus. Gus is playing it so he can flip it. You know, and on the same side of things, Gus is, you know, we just talked about matchups and Gus was uh, streaming pitchers, something you don't see that often, especially in the middle, not even the middle, the beginning of the year. You know, I'm not to say it worked. I, I don't think it worked for him. He says it did because he got quality starts and K's. But, um, you know, it's just to see that that activeness on the waiver wire is pretty crazy. And then there's also like, you know, some of the other pickups that I was looking at, you know, um, that I did like, uh, Niz picked up a Willie Calhoun, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I don't know what Gus is doing, but like, uh, Dave was, he had a couple of bids and Gus just picked, you know, put two bucks on them. So Dave went to the next guy and Brandon belt. I mean, I, I, I know he's, you know, not that hot, but I mean, Brandon belt was a guy I've heard on like last three or four podcasts to pick up this week. So kudos to him. I mean, I, I don't know if he's listening to the same stuff, but that's great. Um, but the waiver wire this week was it was it was an interesting week. Uh, I know Ken picked up like Turnbull, which is great. He should have picked him up. I think more people should have picked him up. So um, definitely some pickups. And then on the flip side of things, there's some drops on there that you know um, what's the name just came back Santander. Put a star next to his name. And then um, same thing with um, what's it called um, Tyone was a drop mm-hmm. I think by Ken. I was like wow man like Tyone pitched amazing like they were talking about the Yankee starters and, you know, how Tyone is kind of coming in his own and how him and uh, uh, Cole have been talking a lot more about like what they're throwing, their pitch mixes um, versus teams that are not in their division versus teams that are in their division. It was a really interesting um, little short um, thing I heard on a podcast. So I don't know. I, I think it was an interesting week for, for the waiver wire. Max. Yeah, I mean, this is the week that, you know, Matt got Michael Fulmer, and I'm one of those guys that kind of looks at the last 14 days, and he had like three saves, and no one threw in another dollar. So I think, again, I, this week, Matt really picked up a kind of completed his – he can basically fill out SP all the way down to, you know, the three SP, two RP, three pitchers with closers or, or setup guys. So I think that he really finished off his his um his pitching strategy this week, and then I was surprised to see, um I was surprised to see Jameson Tyon hit the waiver wire. Um, I can't remember who I think it looks like Miles Michaelis was who he picked who um who Ken picked up for him, um, and now he's hurt again. So I was just surprised to see that move. Yeah, and just to go back to that, I mean, I know Miles Michaelis did have a pretty good game and that was who he picked up. But Tyone is just, you know, it took him a while to get going, I think. And I don't know. It's just, 
he jumped on he jumped off of that and he jumped onto somebody else. And this is not picking on Ken, but I think you just gotta kind of gotta you gotta ride people out before you you really look at the waiver wire. And I've been uh, I I mean I'm basically calling the kettle black here because I do that all the time. But um, definitely definitely like kind of see who does stuff and not just pick up the hot hand. Which I'm sorry, Gus, I'll call you out a little bit. You kind of do the same thing. Gus does the same thing. You know, I, I don't understand the Nolan Jones to pick up Noevi Marte. And not really understand what that was, but who knows? Yeah, I guess you guys pretty much touched on it. Um, I liked your former pick. You know, I know he had a rough outing the other day, and then um, I guess I'm dro- I dropped uh, I dropped um, the guy from Detroit a little too early, I guess. But who knew he was eh. going to throw? But whatever. Um, and then I liked my Hayes pickup. So, you know, like you said, it was pretty active on the waiver wire. So, um, yeah, we'll keep monitoring that and see how and this and that. So, all right, that's been the waiver wire. All right, we will start with the round table. I will lead us off. I'm just going to run through these really quickly. Tony LaRusso's kind of made um, – the unwritten rules of baseball, um, kind of the forefront. So, um, I guess TLR has kind of brought at least one good thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> one of the first is obviously his is you don't steal bases, uh, swing at a 3 0 pitch, or otherwise run up the score when ahead by a large margin. I don't know what a large margin is, but obviously that game was a large margin. So, uh, your boy broke one of the rules, Maddie. Uh, next one, you don't steal or strut after a home run when behind by a large mar- uh, margin. Again, I guess you don't bat flip when you're losing or pump your chest when you're losing. That's kind of, that's kind of given. Um, you don't swing at the first pitch after a pitcher has allowed back-to-back home runs. Uh, it sounds hypersensitive, but the overall is the, a struggling pitcher. That's because it is. So uh, you're supposed to lighten up on the pitcher, I guess, which I think mean, that's a stupid one. Um, don't show up your opponent. Obviously, that's been out the window for a long time. I don't see anyone getting being for that. You know, they talk about it. Uh, you don't show up feelers. Uh, apparently, you don't show them up. Uh, this one, um, throwing at a hitter is the is you know kind of the way of letting know the other team that you're not happy about something. Uh, that's kind of way how you solve it. So I think that's been the one that's been kind of um, been debating a lot lately, is because of safety um, and that. So I think that one's kind of one that needs to kind of also go away. Um, uh, this one is crazy. A pitcher relief uh, relieved in middle inning must stay in the dugout until the end of the inning. Um, you don't step on the pitching mound. Uh, you don't walk in front of a catcher. You don't talk about a no-hitter. Um, you know, that's still one that most people, you know, kind of joke about. Uh, obviously, the announcers have to talk about it. Uh, this one, I don't like it at all. You don't butt during a no-hitter. Um, you have to defend against whatever. So I think that's stupid. Uh, that you can't butt against during a no-hitter. Um, never make the first out at third, at first or third um, in the inning. And then you don't use your closer in a tight game on the road. Um you don't yell anything when an opposite fielder is trying to catch a ball. That's just kind of sportsmanship. Uh, the, the center fielder gets the ball. You know, it's been kind of discussed. You know, them in the shortstop or the generals out there. Um, never rub the area where you've been hit by a pitch. you got to show them that you're okay. The macho thing. And um, then lastly, for fans only, if you're an adult and you catch the ball, you give it to a kid. So those are the unwritten rules of baseball. Uh, and I'll just say this is that they need to fucking go away. 
We need to play the game how you're like these are adults playing a game that people are spending money to see. You need to play as hard as you can. And the the two that I think if you I don't even know if you said it, but you're not supposed to man, I don't remember what it was. There was one you didn't say that I heard that I thought was just fucking asinine. Um I don't get it. I never got this stuff. I, I I heard some of the stuff they were talking about on the score, and I looked at my baseball book and like there's there's this article in there about unwritten rules. And I don't know where they came from. A lot of it sounds like it came from like the, the 70s and like kind of before that. But someone brought up an article, uh, no, a, a little uh, like a clipping. Uh, uh, it was a radio or something that Larusa did when he was with the A's about stealing. And he goes, my guys will do what I tell them to do. And I guess they had, who do you have? He had Ozzy Smith on his team back then, right? And Vince Coleman or something like that. Well, someone he had was like stealing a lot of bases and he mm-hmm. told them to steal home and they were winning. Like, I think it was like, they were up by eight runs and the guy stole home. Yeah. And it was like, it was like crazy. It's like, okay, first off that guy, someone needs to get him out of baseball. He's done. Um, and then the last thing, the last thing is, and I understand like the whole thing about, I, they were saying that I heard that rule too, Don, that you said about the, um, if you catch a, a home run or something, you give to a kid. I've never caught a ball in my life. The only ball that I ever caught off of some major league, you know, hitter was um, uh, what's his name? The other guy whose last name is a fish that played for the Angels, like back in like 2009 or 2009. Tim um, Salmon. Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon hit a home run in batting practice. I was at the game. Uh, we were working for Airmark at the. T- I was working for Airmark at the time. It bounced into a trash can. I jumped into the trash can wearing a full-on suit and got the ball out. And that was the only <laughs> ball that I've ever gotten. So I'll tell you so, right now. So you're not giving it to a kid. I wouldn't give it to if I if if I was on national TV and I don't care. Billy Bob Thornton hit a home run and I caught it and people were chanting, give it to the kid next to me. And the kid next to me was my own blood given son. I would punch him in the face and keep the ball. (laughs) That's really, really bad. But I'm just saying like, how come I can't experience it? Like, so as I grow up, I can't keep a ball if I've never gotten a ball before. I I think it's stupid too, but yeah, it is whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Those unwritten uh, rules have just yeah. got to go away. Yeah. Well, it's not just got to go away. It's like if you don't want if you don't want to have some guy hit a home run off your position player, don't be don't be competitive. You know, like have somebody that's actually pitching, not just throwing at uh, up at the you know on the mound. And it, it, it's, I'm sorry, like I don't. I think position position players pitching and blowouts has probably been around, and I just don't remember it happening. Um, but the the unwritten rules got to go away. The MLB and Bobby Manford need to do a better job to make it approachable or more approachable and more people involved. And, you know, you can't like quit talking out of both sides of your mouth. You know, like don't talk about bat flips when that's all you show on MLB.com. Um, that's true. Just both people. You can't have it both ways. It's just like the NFL and hard hits. It's all you put on your highlights is these hard hits. And then you're telling them don't go for the head. It's like pick a lane, and I think the MLBs and the older the older generation that are still involved with the game um, kind of speak out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to marketing the marketing the game, and then these unwritten rules. Well, agree, agree. Uh, you know, I just you know it's been kind of something that's been in the news of lately, especially with Mercedes and the whole Tony Larusa and and that so. I thought it was kind of interesting to look up and see what these all these other ones were. All right, uh, Maddie, what's your topic? Well, I was doing the Google Doc the other day, and you know, I uh, I was uh, yep, appreciate it. And I I noticed someone got on, and that person that got on, I was kind of like, you know, like what are they, you know, what are they doing on here? You know, are are they looking to make a trade? They're looking at their thing you know their, their, their sheet make sure it's up to date or you know they just browsing it because they just browsing it so i texted them and i said hey what are you doing on the google doc and this manager said i'm looking for what other people have for you know a possible trade and i'm like you know what would it be interesting to maybe put a trading block tab 
that you guys, every manager could like Sunday, I open it up, I unlock it. And then all day Sunday and then all day Monday, you can go on there and update your trading block. Um, or everyone could not do that. I just opened the doc up and, you know, for, you know, Sunday, Monday, you know, up into the podcast, I could um, leave it unlocked and you could go on there and maybe put in like a highlighted, like we can make a color code system or something like that for, for everybody, you know, like, you know, like I'll, I'll put some green guys. These are, you know, you know, open to trade some red guys. These are, you know, don't talk to me about these guys. I'm not going to trade them at all. And then maybe I could put a yellow for, you know, it's a possibility, but you got to give me a little bit more, or maybe I could put like a blue for like, Hey, if you're, you're out of it and you want to, you know, do something better for the next couple of years here's some guys that are blue that i think that will be good but at the same point in time just so you know i i value them and maybe you should too i don't i don't know i was just it was interesting to see like or it was just kind of an interesting thought i thought of at the same time i was looking you know thinking about this person and other people trading right now and i kind of you know was thinking that i don't think this league is a trading league even though we do trade. I think that trading has become a little more obsolete and it's a little bit more of a challenge to trade and it's almost getting, it's frustrating to do it. Um, conversation I've had with Max and Dom and Gus and some other people about it is that like for myself, you know, Max, Dom, Gus, Scott, I, I think, you know, for a little bit of the most part, like, I mean, I guess I wouldn't trade with them this week, but there's four or five people in the league that just will not trade with me at all. They just won't. Then I think there's a couple of people in the league that, won't trade with me unless they feel like they're getting the the better deal out of it. And then there's a couple of the people in the league, you know, and I'll be honest, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll call out Chris on this one. Um, and, you know, some other people that it's hard to get a hold of them to make a trade. So by all this combined, and, and I'm looking a little bit out of my lens because, you know, that's what I look out of. It's it's the, the league as a whole is getting harder, harder and harder to trade with. And like, you know, talking with Gus about it, it's it's a little bit of the haves and the haves not. There's people that want to trade and want to make moves, and then there's people that don't want to make moves and you know don't want to make trades. And and I'm not saying maybe they don't. They it's not that they don't want to. It's just that they're not really sure of what to do. And I'm not trying to point out something bad about anybody or or good about anybody. It's just I think we're we're kind of going that way. And the idea of me you know doing that that um the tab of the, you know, trading block or, you know, color coding your players, maybe it's something that we could do to, to entice people to trade more. Um, or maybe they don't want to, maybe, maybe this is something we can just talk about at the winter meetings and be like, Hey, what do you, what do you guys think about trading? Maybe we just go to a no trade league because it's, it's, if, if it's at the point where half the team won't trade with one manager, I think that's, honestly ridiculous and i know max has a view on it he's like i'm not going to trade with you me matt because you're in my division but I'm like well why not like <laughs> i mean what, what's the well, difference also, of that I've, I've also said that i don't think we have any like there's not anything that i want to like i don't think we're we have a match in any way like where you sending me something is going to me make me significantly better than and me sending you something like I'm not going to send you a starting pitcher that's going to lock up one or two quality starts depending like I'm not like why why should I do that for you because which will make you dramatically better in a category or you know will help you in certain in certain aspects you know with keeping your getting you over that that innings limit and not affecting your ratios terribly and then I get marginally better in one position in my batting when I have an injured guy that when he comes back in two weeks, I'm just going to move that piece to the bench. Well, you know, yeah, so, I understand that. I, Gus, so I think, I think, I think the there's, about it. yeah, I think there's just, there's a, there's with some people that I feel like there just isn't a match and you can't force a match at all times or, you know, maybe in three weeks, six weeks, there is an, op there's an opportunity for you and me to, you know, make a, make a trade work. Um, but I, I just think that there's also, you know, going to Mancini just because everyone knows that you've been you've been shopping Mancini for a while. But I also know that you've gotten a five dollar offer for the guy, and not for nothing. If you need five dollars, wait, wait, I, I've never gotten a five dollar offer for the guy. Dom offered you five dollars in our group chat. 
basically. Dom offered me six, and I said, I'll take it. Let's do it. And then Dom came back and said, I don't want to do it. I said, Okay. Well, I thought it was uh, maybe I missed a conversation, but like I was like, I think that you're not going to get $30 for that guy. I never said I would want 30. I offered, I, I, me and Dom, I offered, I said, I do six. Dom said no. Then two weeks later, he was doing, or a week later, he was doing really well. I said, I asked Gus for eight, and Gus said no. I said, I honestly can't get anything for this. I asked someone for a triple A, uh, a, a four year spot for him. They said no. I offered um, him to Dom for um, his second baseman from Oakland, uh, from the Atlanta Braves, Ozzy Albies. Dom's like, you know, I don't really know what I would do with him. And I need a second baseman. I said, that's fine. But Ozzy Albies wasn't doing well. And something I thought I offered Ken um, basically him for almost like four or five players on his team. Ken has told me no repeatedly. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine. He doesn't want him. And then, you know, I mean, I think Dom finally today sent me something for a reliever. And I was like, like, that was like the bottom of the barrel. Like, I mean, I'm talking about a reliever that doesn't even get saves and is just RP eligible. So at that point in time, I was like, I- I'm just going to keep him. I, I guess I, I just, I- well, and I'm not too, this is is like, a- but that's the other, that's, that's kind of like part of my thought process is if you're you're trying to move this guy, you're trying to move him for a reason. And either A, the reason is because you, you think you can get something that'll help your team back in, in return for him, which you can't expect to get a guy that's going to close three day, like four or five times a week for Trey Mancini. Like, that's valuable to the other team. More valuable than Trey Mancini, or possibly but- more, more valuable than Trey Mancini. So I think that I just, again... And then there's also that part where uh, with me, when we were first talking during the first couple of weeks, I was like, you're going to have to drop him anyway. So I can just pick him up for a buck or two in a couple of days, but I'm not going to drop him. I'll, I'll, I'll go out of my way to like hurt my pitching staff. So I don't have to drop the guy. And, that, and that's where, again, I think we're, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it to all of ourselves. I, trade with me. And then out of spite, I'm not going to drop a guy because you quote, if you're going to pick up a guy and that's why I just get so mad is like, People would pick if I dropped Trey Mancini right now, I'd be willing to bet that the bids would go higher than five or six or seven. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you just get like, what? Just give me the five bucks, six dollars, you know? I mean, I don't even get it. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna drop them, you know? I mean, I, I mean, for me right now, I did get a guy that went on the ILs, you know, so this kind of gonna help me out a little bit. But I got, I got Joe Adele hitting nine home runs in AAA and hopefully he comes out. I mean, as of right now, my bench is Mercedes and, you know, clinic and 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 devers you know unless i want to put you know what's his name back at first base and you know so i got a stacked team that's why i want to trade them i feel like i can re, you know rewarp the the benefits from it but i i just don't i, I just think we're, like i said we're, we're going into this this thing you know and i again you know i don't like calling people out but i mean if if the text message thread is going to be of you know, hey, this guy's this guy's available. The reason I put it out there is because I don't know how everyone looks at it. And then going back to again, this person that was on the Google Doc was looking at it for a purpose, right? To see mm-hmm. what was available to make some trades. And I was like, well, what can we do to make that easier for this person and everybody else to to make it easier? But again, it's like, will 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 people look at it? Will people want to engage in other people because they have you know, color-coded trading system or, or whatever it is, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I have no idea, but I, I just think that we do have to make it some, you know, we're playing a game that trading is part of it. And if it, if it's not part of it and it's just something that you, you, we, we'd want to eliminate, then maybe we eliminate it. I just don't know. I just don't, I don't like that. We're at that point where like, I mean, I honestly, I feel like I'm, like this outcast in the league sometimes when it comes to certain parts of the league, like trading is one of them or the draft, for example, those things are so just so like, they're just yucky to me now. And I don't even know what to do with them anymore. Sometimes I just like, ugh, like just the end of it is more fun than the draft sometimes in the, the trading process of it, because it's like just sickening. Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just, I'm going to use some examples today. Gus is asking for a low level player for a triple a guy, not, the shortstop from San Francisco, his other guy, an open three-year contract. I offered him two pretty low-level guys, I would say. 
And he's like, no, those are too low level. Okay. So I give him my entire team. What's low level enough for you? You know, like Mercedes, mm-hmm. he said was too low level. Uh, Jonathan means too low level. All right. Well, I mean, a- after that, I don't even know what to give you. Like Glaber Torres is two is, is a dollar for two more years. And he's just starting getting hot. Trayvon Cini is definitely not low level. He, so what would Gus want? And then I text Gus, what would you want? He goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to trade with you. Okay. So you want to trade, but you don't want to trade with me because my team's doing well. And you, you, you look at me as, as competition. And I said, well, like, how is your triple a guy that you don't want and a open three year going to make my team better than yours or help me out at all versus your team. When I give you a top, you know, 40 guy overall, like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how that's even like, it doesn't even make any sense. Well, I, so, yeah. Yeah. I know, ahead, I know, Tom. I know you've been kind of frustrated and, you know, I know, I think it's, I've kind of been, you know, like I said, we kind of, we're going back and forth with Man City a while ago. This wasn't recent. And, you know, you, we both, you kind of weighed it and then things changed. And then I kind of changed my mind, you know, at the time. So, um, and that, but uh, I think, I think some of it is like your kind of, your expectations or you, you hear about all these other, leagues and you see all these other leagues and how people are trading and it's not happening in this league, you know, for whatever reason. And it's, it's frustrating you. And I think that's, that's probably some of your frustration level is that you see all these other leagues, you hear about all these leagues and these podcasts and they, they, these guys don't care about if, you know, it's in their division or however it is in the standings, if it's going to make their team better, they do it. And I think some people kind of got to get, you know, beyond that. It's almost like those unwritten rules. Well, you know, I can't trade with you because you're in my, my division. Well, if it's going to make you better, then you do it. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying you you have to do it, but, you know, if I think it's silly if you're going to not make a trade where with someone in because they're in your division, but it's going to make your team better. Isn't that the whole purpose of trading? Is even if it makes the other person better, if it makes you better, that's the whole goal of the of a trade is to make your team better. So, um, I know it's been a little frustrating, and I can't remember. I know we did a you had at the winter meetings. Uh, you know, people could put on um, the block. You know, on the auction, like who was on the trading block, and I felt like it kind of helped at the winter meeting. Uh, in that, so I don't. It might be, you know, it's worth a try and, you know, and see. But we know how much some people check Google Docs, so I don't know. And I know Yahoo has that feature, but unless you go on the actual website, it doesn't show up on the app. At least not on the app. At least through Apple, I don't know how it is on the Android and all that. So, um, you know, I, I hear your frustration in that, but you know. I think, but wait, I I do want to just, hold on. Sorry, I, I mean, no, go ahead. my my frustration is with just the Trey Mancini thing. That's my frustration. My frustration is not with the league and not trading. I'm just curious if this those two things that I propose would help, and I'm curious to see if the league is in the same line of thinking I am. Where th- does the league? Maybe this is the question that we propose to everybody for next week. Does the league think that we are going toward that way where this is like a, uh, you know, are we more toward a no trading league than, than, than a trading league? Or are we like, are we pushing trades away from each other? And I'm just going to, I'll say it right now. I, I proposed a trade to Niz. It was your mean Mercedes for Michael Kopech. Uh, Mercedes is two years at $4 and Kopech is one year at $1. Um, on the season, you know, Kopech has um, no saves and no quality starts, but he has a fantastic ERA and a fantastic whip. I would be willing to bet that no one else has offered him a trade for Kopech. I, mean, I, I have offered him three other trades for Kopech before the season. Before the season started, I offered him a trade. During the season, I've offered him a trade, and now I've offered him one more trade, so three times. Maybe have, maybe they have, and maybe I'm – Really talking on my rear end on this. He is currently ranked 135th and Mercedes is 193rd. You know, Mercedes is, it is what it is. He, he might be a little higher now. He had a, 
had a uh, run in two RBIs today and went, you know, two for five. But if I just like it was that, straight that, up, Matt. That's straight up. No money, no cash, no nothing. Else. I wouldn't. I would have said no. If I was you, I would have said no. I like Kopex. I like Kopex next year upside. So he so you can move into he can move into the rotation and be a pretty dominant pitcher next year. So so you so you're saying that Kopech would be his his um his 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 what's it called then? So you he's a one year guy, Kopech. Oh, he's a one year. I thought he was a two year. No, Sorry. he's a one year guy. But okay. he'd be a franchise and, guy. So you would franchise no, no, no. Kopech over I Zach Gallen then is what no, you said. I'm, you're saying no. that Kopech would be a franchise no. over Zach Gallon. I missed that detail. I thought he was a two-year guy. Okay, so then what's your thought of it now? I would probably make that. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how long that, um, I don't know how long what's his name is going to continue to hit the way he is. I mean, we'll see. But I'd probably do it because Niz's pitching is pretty deep. He needs help offensively if he wants to try to continue to compete this year. I'd, I'd probably have done it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I offered, you know, on the same flip side, and you know, I I have this. I'm doing things that I told people not to do, and I understand that. Sorry, Max, but you know, I've offered Memo the same thing for Mercedes for the 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 same guy that Memo has got on his team. That's a that's a reliever slash you know whatever it is, um, and he said no, the same thing. Memo's got the exact same guy, one year, one one dollar or two dollar, Jonathan Loizica for Mercedes. Mercedes, mm-hmm. you know, same thing. He's Loizica's got no saves, no quality starts, and you know they've both said no to me on it. So I don't know. I I just I I understand. There's people like me and PG, for example. There's nothing that PJ or I could make a trade with. He he has a completely different team than I do, and I have a completely different team than he. That's just what it is. But you know, I don't know. I, I guess my whole thing is is I would like to see the league trade a little bit more. I like, would like to see some people be more active in it. My, my, um, my suggestion maybe would be of some type of color code system or maybe a trading block on Google doc that everyone could fill out and, you know, be fine. So I propose I it to like, the league. I kind of like that as, you know, as the mailbag, one of the mailbag questions is sure. if people could, um, you know, email that to the wild pitch um, Gmail. Um, what their thoughts on is on the trading, and if um, a color coding thing on Google Docs would be helpful. So, does that and, sound and, right? And just see, yeah, that sounds great. I like it. I think you know, yeah, email in for next week's t- you know mailbag. It'll be some cool stuff. What do you think of it? You know. And on the same kind of the same thing is I was looking at the number of four years and number of three year contracts. There's 10 open four years and I think 15 or 16, 16 open three year contracts right now. We're in week seven. So 22 total weeks, three of those weeks are um, playoff weeks. So you can't sign anybody to long-term deals during then. So set, you know, 22 minus three is what 19 so 19 minus seven, we only have what, 12, 14 weeks, weeks left, right? Mm-hmm. 12 weeks. And it's 12 weeks left, I mean, to, 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 to sign a player. So I, 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 I just, I thought that was crazy when I saw those numbers. I'm like, wow, like not only are we pushing trading farther away from, you know, everybody, we're not signing players to long-term deals anymore, maybe. I don't know. I just, so who knows? But yeah. Email us in. Let us know what you think. What's the email, Max? The email is wildpitchmailbag at gmail.com. Yeah, and then any other questions you have, you know, please send us Yeah, we, we, actually, we actually got an email. Awesome. Got, wow. We already got one email. So Awesome. I look forward send to it. Send questions, whether it's, whether it's a question about a strategy, if you want Matt's honest opinion, um, or just – Maybe a rest of season comparison if you're thinking about a waiver wire move. Who knows? It's not like you guys listen to us anyway. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I thought it was a good round table. Uh, I felt like the format was uh, flowed a little better tonight. So uh, I hope you hope the new format is a little more enjoyable for everyone else. And we look forward to doing the Max's mailbag next week. So, uh, 
What are you guys drinking tonight, Max? What do you got? Uh, I got a Shipyard Export American Golden Ale. So just some beer. So I, I one of my friends signed me up for a beer of the beer of the month. Where they just month club. Yeah, something like that. They send me they send me four to three like four different varieties, three of each from a you know a one state's like a couple of breweries in one state. So this this is from Missouri, I believe. It's just an American Golden Ale. It's something you can drink while you talk baseball. Very good. Very good. What do you got? What what do you got tonight, Maddie? Uh, kind of along the same lines as Max. Uh, I've had just two of them. Um, not even finished you know, halfway through my second one. But uh, Bell's, uh, no, yeah, just a really nice beer. Um, I guess in the Midwest we say that a lot. No, yeah. Um, I keep trying to tell my wife, I don't know if any, I've never said that. And anytime I get close to it, I'm like, Oh, did I say it? Um, but <laughs> no, yeah. Um, it's an easy drinking golden ale. Is that what you said, Max? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard, uh, I've never heard anybody ever say no. Yeah. I know. That's kind of what I said too. I'm like, I've never heard that before, but I evidently in the Midwest, we say no. Yeah. Um, I like bells and uh, I always see it there at the store and, you know, it's, I'm like, you know what? I, I got a, I kind of got a mix. So I had uh, two or three of these. Why not? It's a nice little beer. Watch clinic and home run and have a no. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, I went again with noon whistle uh, this week. I went with the Cubs uh, cubby gummy. Oh, um, that's a good one. Yeah. So, both them, both our Chicago team ones have been very good, and um, I'm enjoying the noon whistle. So, uh, kind of, no, you know, no personal bias, but I kind of like the to miss gummy a little better than the gummy, the cubby one. But the gummy, the cubby one, I definitely enjoyed. So that's what we're drinking tonight. Um, any final thoughts, Max, before we end the show? Nope. Awesome. Wild pitch, wild pitch mailbag that uh, wild pitch mailbag at gmail.com. All right, and then you maybe want to send it, it out on the text chain because we know I'll send it one more time. Some people don't uh, email, don't listen to the pocket, which is fine. And then Maddie, what's your final thoughts? Yeah, I got I got nothing else either. Um, I, I just you know we we had a text go out about uh, a vote for things. Uh, we kind of took a little long time in that. If if anybody's listening to this. And you listen this long, appreciate it. And if I do send out something to vote on, if we could do that a little bit uh, uh, faster than like nine days, I would appreciate it. That's all. Absolutely. Well, again, good time, boys. Uh, hope whoever listens enjoys it. Looking forward to uh, next week's Max's mailbag. And everyone continue to stay safe and classy Chicago baseball. <laughs>